Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast brought to you by Yui. Over 100,000 claims taken care of every year. Now that's an impressive stat. For a better insurance experience, think Yui. Welcome to another NRL Fantasy Podcast. Chris Kennedy in the studio with Don Brock to go through all the round 22 team lists. The head-to-head leagues are mostly done if you're on the default settings into the finals now. Um, no one's got any trades because last week everyone had two and I assume everyone's made two since then. So um, let's see how we go. Dom, how's things? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Into the finals, uh, four massive weeks coming up. Hopefully my team can survive uh, until the big uh, GF in round 25. So um, there is at least one big injury this week. Mm, We've both copped a blow, which we'll get to in a little bit. Start off with the Seagulls up against West Tigers. Um, Manny have lost Brad Parker uh, to a curious knee injury. Doesn't sound like it's too serious. And also Curtis Sirenen is sitting out, but neither of those is particularly fantasy relevant, which is otherwise mostly smooth sailing other than Tommy Turbo's extremely quiet outing in New Zealand last week. Yeah, 25 points, not great for uh, Tommy Turbo. Um, You know, that can happen with fullbacks. They can have quiet games. Um, He's had a few errors and stuff in recent weeks as well. Um, But, you know, as we know, before that 25, he scored 50 and then a few monster scores before that. So I wouldn't be put off at all. Every chance he has a big one against the Tigers uh, on Thursday night. The other three big guns for Manly, uh, DCE, Jake Turbo and uh, Martin DePau all did pretty well, I think, last week. Yep. Scored about 50 or low 50s. So. Nothing monstrous, but 50-odd um, mostly across the board. Nice and consistent. So, yeah, as usual, they're the, they're the four big ones. I think um, Trubovic, Tom Trubovic is still still one of those elite fullbacks. So yeah, absolutely. No need, no need to panic. All smooth sailing there. Um, they come up against West Tigers, who have a few more dramas, the main one being uh, Robbie Farah, really bad news, um, a crack in his tibia, um, threatens to rule him out for the rest of the season, giving, uh, given that he is retiring, that could mean we've seen the last of him. Hopefully that's not the case. Uh, in a fantasy terms, he's certainly out for the next few weeks um, after sort of hitting his straps fantasy-wise with Jacob Little in reserve grade. Um, Little is obviously his replacement, Um uh, Ryan Madison, probably the other talking point, ended up um, due to their injuries, Moses Embai being the other one. Uh, his minutes were up and his points were massive. Yeah, so he scored 82. Uh, he has been playing about 60 minutes a game uh, at lock since switching to lock a few weeks ago. Um, played almost the whole game uh, last week. Massive score, as you said. Um, great news if you've got him. Don't expect another 80 this week necessarily, but 50 and up. Um, yeah, Farah, definite sell. I think, you know, at best he's going to come back around 25 or something mm. for a farewell, but um, no guarantees that happens. Alex Twell's stocks have really dropped off a cliff the yeah. last few weeks. Um, since he got benched, I think his scores have kind of declined mm. a bit each week as well. His PPM's were, still been really handy, yeah. but just the minutes is the issue. Yeah, still scores a point a minute, but uh, he's playing less than 40 minutes, or he did last week anyway. So, yeah, he's probably one to upgrade as well if you have him. Uh, I think that pretty much yeah. wraps us up for the Tigers. Extreme cheapy Tommy Talao in the centres, but yeah. staying a little bit late in the piece Not for really uh, for cash cows. Um, that's pretty much it, I think, for uh, for West Tigers. We'll move on to uh, Friday, uh, the early game. Titans hosting the Eels um, for a, basically a dead rubber. That was a pretty fun game between Titans and Dragons last week. Mm. It wasn't high stakes, but there was a lot going on. Um, Jai Arrow came back and got through um, sort of 50-odd fantasy points, which is good if you need someone in that position uh, for the run home. 
Um, Nathan Peets is still down in the reserves. Um, Mitch Rain, who tends to score very well when he gets big minutes, uh, did exactly that last week and his name to start once again this week. Um, any other fantasy talking points for the Titans? Not really. Um, Arrow's the main one, as we expected. Um, good score first up, 52, and not really a kind of game that would suit a, a busy lock. Mm. Heaps of tries in that game. Um, so, yeah, good chance that he can keep uh, you know racking up the points. Joe Whitbread's been handy the yeah, last couple he has, of weeks. He's still got around 50, didn't he, starting in the front row last yeah, week? Yeah, I thought uh, Arrow coming back might be the end of him. He, I think he got 55 that last game before mm. um, playing at lock before Arrow returned, but kept his uh, starting role just moving from lock into uh, into prop and plenty of minutes and, and plenty of work as well. Yeah, doing very well if you're, if you're holding him as one of those reserves or, you know, number 17 or something on your bench. I just sold him for an upgrade. I might have to buy him back now if the feet are out. There you go. Frustrating. Um, they play Parramatta, who uh, Mitch Moses, who is the guy I brought in for yes. selling Whitbread, uh, at least that half of the trade paid off. 76 for yeah, him. He didn't just miss there. Stats across the board against uh, Newcastle. He's been really good. Um, very, I think his worst score in the past six or seven games is about 50, and the rest are all 65 yeah. plus, which is just a crazy run of form. Yeah, unbelievably good form. For a player who's had patches in the last couple of years, he's had little mm. streaks of four or five good scores in a row, which is one of the reasons why we were a bit, you know, cautious about snapping him up this year because he's done it before, then gone back to you know thirties and forties. But this year, now that he's clearly the chief playmaker, he kicks goals, tons of kick meters, uh, and he's setting up tries every week mm. and running the ball still and running the ball well. Yeah, getting a few tackle breaks as well and run meters. So scoring in a lot of ways. Um, Probably the best half option for the run home if you can afford him. He's still up there above 800 grand. Um, yeah. I think his price, yeah, it would have gone up even with a really high break even last week. So, uh, yeah, he's been great. There's been a few good um, scorers from Parramatta. Uh, Nathan Brown is kind of back to his best, really consistent scores around 50 and, or 60. Yeah. Uh, Got a bit more than 60 last week, I think. Manu Mau got 72. Mm, real form spike for uh, Manu yeah. Mau late in the season. It's like five or six games in a row. He's had some big scores, which yeah. uh, a bit like Moses is kind of out of nowhere. His first year um, as a regular first grader, Mau was a really good fantasy buy. Brilliant cash cow because he was cheap. Yeah. yeah. But he's never really been a consistent, you know, 55-point player. But he is at the moment. Mm. So. Sort of guy you jump on in draft because he's reliable yeah. but not, you know, a real out-and-out gun that he, he'd spend your salary cap on. But you wouldn't necessarily pick him ahead of Jake Boybich or something, but he's outscoring him at the moment anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, Clint Gutherson, I'm not quite sure what's going on. He scored two tries and still he, he's actually he been a, a fantasy factor yeah. uh, in the past, but hasn't really got, even with two tries, what did he get last week? Um, 35. Yeah, it's, He's just not getting it's the... Not great. Um, the stats. So before Pre-ACL he was sort of you know the running game, and even without yeah. tries, he was capable of plenty of forty-plus scores. But not quite sure what's what's happening there. But um, I know a few people are running with him. He's probably one to jump off. Really, the the way I the scores so, yeah. are going. Um, anyone else? Micah Sivo's probably uh, been sold by most. Dylan Brown, similar basket. Yeah. Reed Barney scored well thanks to a try, um, yeah, even true. though he's still losing minutes, which is a bit of a concern. Yeah, Th those guys who aren't in the top, you know. Hookers and same with Gutherson. He's in a position where there's a lot of good scorers, you know, four real gun uh, fullbacks and obviously a lot of halves. So, yeah, if they're not in that top bracket, you don't really want them at this point. 
Correct. Uh, second Friday game, um, Panthers for the second week in a row have a serious crunch game against a team mm. that's right around them on that ladder in the those last few teams scrapping for those bottom two final spots. So this one should be um, you know high stakes. Um, start off with the Broncos who got out of jail a bit at the end against Cowboys last week, uh, unchanged I believe. Yep. That's right. Um, although potentially uh, some late-ins with Alex Glenn and Matt Gillett both down there in the reserves. Um, Payne Haas is pretty much the most reliable captain, yeah. which I don't think I've ever seen for a, a rookie to go from almost minimum price to being the best captaincy option in one season. But uh, such is the way that Payne Haas has developed this yeah. year. We mentioned last week probably the best fantasy season of anyone ever like, mm. in terms of... Money made, certainly it's the most cash made because salary caps are yeah. high these days. Um, and yeah, as you say, you know, more reliable than even Cook, who was great last year. Cameron Smith, who's been great forever. Um, Haas just keeps getting those 60s, mm. which is very handy. Um, yeah, he got outscored last week anyway by David Fafita, who got 72. Similar uh, to Manu Mau, really. Just yeah. a real late season form spike and plenty of busts and runs. No real way to predict it was going to happen, but... Mm. Um, yeah, good attacking stats as well as, as decent work rate in defence. Anthony Milford managed another 50. Got um, a try, didn't got he? Got a try, yep. Um, he's been really good at the back, as we've said. Turpin with a big score. Not Turpin. that you'd probably want him in your team week to week. But. Yeah, and that's the interesting thing for Milford, I guess, is that was the most kick metres that Turpin's had. So mm. as he's you know growing into this fill-in halfback role, I don't know how long he's going to keep that spot, but he's he played really well in that game and... Uh, scored 77 points so yeah he's not really a buy necessarily but it could possibly hurt Milford a little bit if Turpin keeps mm. taking on more of the playmaking and long range kicking or, or whatever I think Dearden and O'Sullivan are both either They're fit close and available back, yeah. or close to it so um I'm not quite sure where they, they you know they can't drop Turpin, but then if they move him into the hooking rotation, you've got to drop either McCulloch or Seguiaro, who are also you know senior guys. So, yeah. um, curious or dilemma for them. Darius Boyd playing five eight at the moment. But anyway. well, I'm, I'm sure there's a few Broncos fans who would suggest you bring in one of the um, the young yeah. guns and Darius makes way, but I'm not we'll quite sure what's going to happen at this point. Um, they take on the Panthers. Um, really impressive win with a, a lot of rookies. I think three debutants. Um, last week, Maloney's back, which means um, the youngster Matt Burton makes way, but I'm sure we'll see him again in the NRL before too long next year, um, if not before. Um, otherwise, a couple of tweaks around the, um, the forward pack, otherwise mostly unchanged. Um, as a recent entrant to the James Fisher-Harris <laughs> Club, I was throwing things at the television. He was uh, going backwards as fast as he was going forwards last week. He'd make two tackles and then he'd miss one. He'd yep. make a couple more tackles and then have a penalty or an error. Um, 26 demerits, I think he finished up with. So 43 points isn't a disaster, but he was, what, 69 that he scored. I could have used those. Yeah, when when his base stats are so good, you're kind of mm. expecting 50-plus. I wouldn't worry too much. He's had a lot of good scores recently. He's not going to make nine missed tackles yeah. most games. Well, exactly. He's not injured. He's still playing huge minutes. His role hasn't yeah. changed. just needs to not drop off those tackles yeah um, the other thing uh, Nathan Cleary was the big star with uh, Maloney out and Penrith winning anyway Cleary was in a lot got a try as well 79 points yeah, is fantastic for a half at this time of the year um, I wouldn't be stunned if he dropped back down now that Maloney's back um, they can kind of share the playmaking mm. or, or one has a bigger game the other one goes a bit quiet on any given week um, Cleary can still score well with Maloney there can, which yeah. is not quite so true of um of Maloney, he, he needs yeah, Cleary exactly. to be out. But yeah. um, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, Cleary's still in that. 
you know, elite four or five <coughs> halves, um, but won't necessarily get, you know, 70 plus too many weeks unless mm. the Panthers get some big wins. Probably about covers it. I think we've seen um, guys like Brenton Aiden, the cheapies sort of drop off a little bit yeah. uh, lately. Moving on to Saturday football, the Knights up against the Cowboys. Um, absolute last chance saloon for the Knights if they're going to make a run for the finals. Um, David Clemens, pretty much the only guy really doing much at the moment. Ponga and Pierce, both um, middling scores last week after. A, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Connor Watson back starting with. Um, yeah, Watson's the other one. So, yeah, so Levi's been dropped out of the 17 altogether. He's in the reserves. Um, looks like he's going to be out. Watson starting. There's no bench hookers. Um, that I can see unless they do some creative reshuffle during the game. So Watson could play 80. He scored 40-odd in 40 minutes last week. Just over a PPM, I think. Yeah, Yeah, so uh, big potential there. Um, In saying that, the Knights have chopped and changed their spine a lot this year and even the last few weeks. So there's no guarantee Watson uh, stays in that starting spot. Um, I mean, he was benched last week, wasn't he? He was named to start last Tuesday and then got benched Mm. on game day. So... um, He's still a bit of a risk. Uh, Clemmer isn't. Clemmer's been rock solid. Um, uh, Ponger and Pierce. Pierce, I think we've agreed, has been a sell for the last few weeks. Yeah. He might prove us wrong. Um, but the positive sign for more for Ponger, but maybe Pierce as well, is the night's run home is pretty comfortable. It's, mm. I think it's the second easiest uh, schedule based on the stats that the NRL stats guys have uh, Sent through uh, in the league. Um, Parramatta's got the easiest. Knights have the second easiest. Um, mm. So there will be chances for them to, uh, you know, Ponga especially, rack up some attacking stats. Um, as bad as the Knights have been playing, they, they do have the potential to win their last four games. Last games against Penrith, which will be the toughest of them. But um, they can still sneak into the eight or, you know, win a few games and still miss the eight. But, mm. uh, yeah, Ponga, we've seen, can score a try, you know, from nothing. So. Yeah. If he does that, he pretty much gets 50 points, you'd expect, because he busts a lot of tackles in, in those solo tries. So I wouldn't worry about him too much. But, yeah, Pierce's form's not been great. So he's, he's one to upgrade if you haven't already. Yep, 100%. Uh, they take on the Cowboys. Uh, a few changes with Josh Maguire. Uh, his pass finally catching up with him. Copped a few games suspension for a facial. Uh, Jordan McLean starts. Jordan Kahu is back from a long-term injury on the, on the wing, but should have probably been sold by everyone. By now, uh, Reuben Cotter comes into the 17, but pretty much as most weeks, it's um, Jason Tamalolo and then the rest, although Tamalolo wasn't all that flash score-wise last week. Either. Yeah, only 41 points last week. I mean, he's, his numbers still looked okay. He just didn't mm. get that monster you know, 200-plus metre uh, game. Um, yeah, 40 is about as low as you can expect him to go, I think. So. His minutes were still okay. They were sort of yeah. high 50s, 57 or so. Yeah, so... Uh, hopefully for his owners, he um, gets a bit of a move on earlier and, and gets a bigger score this week. Probably takes him out of the captaincy candidates this week. Yeah, I think he's fourth or fifth rung. Yeah. McInnes has jumped miles ahead of him. Yeah, passes ahead of him. Smith and Cook, I still think, are ahead of him. So, yeah, um, yeah he's definitely not in the, the top four. Uh, second Saturday game, the Storm up against the Raiders. Um, another all-top-four clash. Both of these sides were involved in similar last weekend. Um, Melbourne, it was all Cameron Munster. He just um, yeah. a couple of quiet-ish weeks on the scoring front, but um, he ran a mark that big left, left footstep um, going wild, scored a try, a couple of line breaks, 94 points, player of the round. Uh, Cameron Smith would have been a handy captaincy option as well. Um, they're the main ones, I think. 
I think so, yeah. There were some people, I think, asking last week about whether Munster, Munster's a sell after a couple of quiet games, but um, uh, definitely a hold because he's, you know, on his day he's attacking. Mm. Stats are so good, and he proved that on the, the weekend. Massive game. He can do that, you know, against anyone. That was up against, you know, top-level competition, really, uh, in South. So, uh, yeah, obviously one of those gun halves. Um, Otherwise, yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. If you've got, if you've still got a Pappenheisen as a you know reserve or something, loophole option, he's back. Uh, Jerome Hughes is back. How many fullbacks has this team got? Even yeah, the, doesn't even matter if they sell some. They still in. have yeah. no one had heard of him, and he played pretty well. So yeah, yeah, pretty amazing. Lose Billy Slater have five uh, NRL quality fullbacks just waiting in the wings. Uh, but yeah, the, the real talk is is just Munster and Smith as usual. Yep, agree. Um, Canberra uh, ran the Roosters pretty close last week. Um, Score-wise, John Bateman continues to be good. Chance equal Klockstad had a quiet week, which he's had a few of in the uh, the second half of the year. Team-wise, Joey Leilu is back, which is huge for them, mm. but probably not so huge for fantasy at this point of the season. Um, anyone else worth looking at? Uh, not really. Bateman's the big one. Jack Whiten's still scoring quite well. Handy dual position coverage like Ponger and Milford. Um, I think they're the real standouts. Canberra used to be a team with heaps of fantasy options, but this year with Lelua out and Rapanda not quite doing what he used to, they've kind of got, you know, really two fantasy options. Um, Hodgson was good a couple of weeks ago, but, yeah, not in that top crop of, of hookers when yep. there's four or five superstars. Correct. Uh, Saturday footy finishes off with the Bunnies up against the Bulldogs. Um, at ANZ Stadium, Sam Burgess, named to return once again. Hopefully he <laughs> plays. Um, Jaden Sewer is in. Braden Burns, who was a laid out last week, which could potentially have hurt a few people um, due to ongoing issues with that hamstring. He's been named, so hopefully he plays. Um, Carl Turner is out with a cork or something, some issue yeah, with hamstring. his leg. Um, that covers it. it? I think so. Um, fantasy-wise, Cameron Murray's going great. Cook got 52 last week, which is okay. Bad for him, but yeah. yeah. Not, not quite what you want if you haven't had him as captain, but exactly, he's still in that, um, you know, in contention this week. Souths should beat the Bulldogs, you'd expect, although the Dogs have been one of those nagging teams that uh, can bring down you know, mm. um, opponents who are, you know, expected mm. to beat them this time of the year. Big nuisance value at the moment, Definitely. which they'll be enjoying. Definitely. So... Yeah, so maybe Cook's a slight gamble as captain, but yeah, him and Murray are the two real guns. Don't think there's anything else. Brett Burns back is handy for those who have him as a you know backup yeah. centre slash winger fullback. Well, he's my 18th, and he's probably going to be my 17th unless I sell for feeder. So it's certainly mm. very timely for uh, him to return. Um, Bulldogs, I think, are pretty much unchanged uh, unless Kieran Foran slides from the reserves into the starting side as he approaches a, a return from that hammy injury. Um, as per usual, you don't really want any Dogs players, yeah. I don't think, in your, your top 17 fantasy squad. Aiden Tolman scored 59, but probably not the Fafina mm. replacement you want if you're going that way. I mean, if you're desperate and, and strapped, you could probably do worse, but um, that'll be about the size of it. Yep. Uh, Sunday footy, the Roosters up against the Warriors... Uh, Roosters have potentially some returnees. Boyd Cordner um, getting closer. James Tedesco, I thought, was going to get a million mm. last week, but uh, things got a bit tighter after that early try assistant and line break, only 50-odd for him. Uh, anyone else? Crichton's going well. Yeah, Crichton had a really big game, got 70 points, a lot of tackle breaks. 
um, a bit like his old, you know, South's form mm. where he'd um, tear it up on the edge. Um, if Boyd Corner does come back uh, and he's in the reserves this week, um, he's told one of our reporters that he, he thinks he will come back. So that could mean Crichton goes back to the bench and plays in the middle, which would mean uh, his points would drop off. Uh, but yeah, I think the one everyone's got is Tedesco, um, Sam Verrills. I was about to say, yeah. It was the cheapie that we mentioned last week and the week before. Uh, he got injured. What was the injury? It was a. It looked bad, but it ended up being a cork, I think. Yeah. So apparently he's not um, too serious. So hopefully he plays. Yeah, so he missed a few tackles and played limited minutes and scored, I think, 15 or something. So not what you wanted, but. Just really unlucky. Like you couldn't yeah. predict that. You know, we would have played 80 otherwise and probably got at least, you know, 40s, yeah. if not better. And assuming he's fit, um, you'd expect pretty much that this week so don't panic if you if he did jump on board he's still pretty handy 18th man uh, they take on the Warriors who also have uh, no changes no changes um, Roger yeah. was quiet-ish what, yeah, he was Jazz Tavanga also considering I think he scored a try Jazz and still yeah, 40 I was up against him in a couple of head-to-heads and I was cheering his <laughs> extremely low score and then of course he barreled over for the a try and saves it but um yeah, yeah so up all right. both of them a bit quiet last week. It's going to be tough for RTS to have a monster game against his old club, the Roosters, who are obviously uh, excellent. Uh, Tavanga could get through a lot of work, though, if he's just tackling in the middle all game. So, Which is about, you know, his role as hooker is, you know, 60-plus yeah. tackles, uh, unless he, he gets a rest, which he actually did do last week. Uh, the round finishes off with the uh, the local derby down there, Sharks and the Dragons uh, in the Shire. Um, and now we can finally break out the bad mm. news. Andrew Fafida is out. It's the sounds like the club's hopeful it's just one week, but I'm not entirely convinced that they're all that confident it's just one week. Yeah, so it's a knee injury he's been carrying for a while, for a while um, but it's flared up recently. He, uh, he looked pretty shaky last week. Um, yeah, so they've ruled him out this week, uh, you know, in a bid to have him fit for the rest of the season. You know, their main eye is obviously on the final, so if he's not 100% next week, they might leave him out again next week. Who knows? They want him to be uh, back to something like full strength. So, yeah, hopefully, you know, for us, it's one week and he's back. Mm. Wouldn't be stunned if it's a couple of weeks. Hopefully not too much longer than that, but... Uh, yeah, so he's obviously an elite uh, front rower in fantasy. He's pretty expensive, which means you can afford to offload him to most other um, mm. big men. Um, I've just I've checked, and I can't quite afford him to offload to, to the big men that I want. Oh, which really? Is, uh, yeah, can't back. quite get... I mean, he um, has had some quiet scores recently, so Yeah, unfortunately, the, um, the small bank I've got left, Clemmer and Tapao, are both out of reach, so oh. I'm down to the... Take it all back. Vaughns and Fenua Blakes and yeah, yeah, so I think there'll be a few questions about him coming in, but I suspect there will. Um, my tendency is to hold, even though we're in crunch time. Um, it might vary depending on your situation. If you're playing a must-win head-to-head game and you're, you know, behind on the the predictions and you think you need um, an extra scorer, he could be one to sell, but. Yeah, uh, for most of us, I think it's a hold, and fingers crossed he's back next week. Mm. Also in the team, Moylan back from concussion, uh, Dugan to centres, Morris to wing. Um, Nakora still, I think, is a hold in the centres, even though he's not doing what he was doing at the start of the year. Yeah. Uh, probably that covers it. Sherry's been going well yeah. since uh, that, that combination with Wade Graham on the left. Exactly, another big score on the weekend. 
Um, yeah, the thing with Nakora, I think, um, even, I mean, if you're trading for another centre, there's no centres that's going to score significantly better than, I mean, as long as you've got Bateman getting his 60s and 70s, um, every other centre is going to average around mm. 40 at best, 45 maybe. You're looking at Latrells and Braden Burns yeah. and these sort of guys who can have a 30 anyway. on any given week. Exactly, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, they take on the Dragons, who uh, unfortunately Tarek Sims is out for the rest of the season um, after groin surgery. Um, their season's basically over in terms of finals anyway. Um, Score-wise, Cameron McInnes has had a monster fortnight. Mm-hmm. I think we all thought um, probably don't captain him against the Titans because there's going to be yeah. you know lots of tries and he might have too much tackling to do. Somehow there was there was a lot of tries. Well, it, it, that proved to be true, but he still um, managed 50 tackles. I'm not sure how, but. Um, yeah, and some busts, and I think he did he score. He set up a try to try assist. He had a try assist, yeah. Um, yeah, huge game. So back to back 80s for him. Um, that's as good as form as anybody. You know, if he does that three times in a row, then he's the you know the gun captain that everyone wants to have for the run home. So mm. yeah, that's probably one of the big questions if you have him is whether you make him captain uh, this week ahead of the likes of Haas or Smith or Cook. Um, I'd be considering it. Uh, it's really down to matchups, I think. And yeah, if you think it's going get, to get your leg up, or if you need to do something a bit different against your head-to-head opponent, that could be an option. Um, there's nothing really else of interest in that Dragons team, fantasy-wise. I don't think. Uh, no, Ben Hunt got a big score, but he, I think he's a, a comfortably a tier below the DCE Moses, yep. um, even Sean Johnson at the moment. Yep. Um, obviously, plenty of attacking stats and a try in that big. Um, game against the Titans Um, that's all eight games shall we take some questions let's do it Uh, first one rolls in from Lachlan Cox aka Cam Murray for Prime Minister of Australia Um, should I trade for feeder to Jai Arrow or are there any any other good pickups at under 700k Hmm. Um, I haven't got the prices in front of me I don't know if you do yeah so as I said earlier I think he's a hold if you can get away with it so it, it really tests your depth a bit at this time of the year yeah. so you need to have a pretty good 18th man that you're confident in to get you know 40 and up um, you know if you're playing someone else who, who has for feeder that probably changes things as well whether they're going to hold them or, or trade um, yeah I, I think if you trade him and then he comes back next week and then gets back to his something like his usual self hitting Mm. 50, 55 a game, you're going to kind of regret it, especially if you've only got one trade left, say, and something else happens in a week or two. There's still four rounds remaining. You know, uh, um, yeah. Four rounds, yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, you don't really want to run out of trades just for the sake of a one-week injury. Um, yeah. I mean, if you need a like-for-like replacement, i.e. someone who can play front row in, in fantasy, then you're going to need to stump up some extra cash from somewhere to get, you know, Fisher-Harris, Clemmer to power. Yeah. Otherwise um, you're downgrading a little. Yeah. Otherwise you're downgrading to a, you know, a Paul Vaughan, a, a James Graham, a James Tamo, or, you know, these sort of guys who are a bit of a, a tier below. Yeah. Um, other more appealing options sort of in that price bracket, um, Nathan Brown from the Eels, and, uh, and Jai Arrow, who just came back, are both... You're still going to need to find a little bit more cash from, from Fafita, but they're a bit more affordable and, and should score well through the run home. Um, like you said, probably ideally try and hold, but if it's absolute must-win and you need to replace him, that's sort of the, the ballpark that you're looking at. Yep. Next question comes in from Paul Burns, who has one trade left, finished eighth in the league, uh, also has Fafita. 
Um, 19th man was Pete. He's also uh, cactus this week. Uh, do I need to bring in a top scorer? Um, probably all the same sort of answers. You just get the best guy. If it's if it's must win and you have to replace him, just get the best guy you can afford. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, so those top, as you said, the, the top uh, front rowers are all above 700 grand. I mean, Payne Haas, if you haven't got him, is up to 860 at what a monster price. But then there's Clemmers, 712, Tapao's above 700, Fisher Harris. Um, Adam Fanua Blake's probably the best of them for under 700. Yeah. Um, with 51 points a game. But yeah, if you can do a switch and get a, a second rower instead, um, as you said, Dry Arrow or uh, Nathan Brown at. Uh, a little better they can at least average mm. mid 50s maybe 60 for a little while so um yeah i mean there is the good thing about the flexibility you get in in leagues these days you can put feet on the bench trade him to any position so see where you're weak i mean you could use this as an opportunity to to boost the depth of another position if you've only got two halves say you can get a third half or or whatever so you got back up in all positions yeah, run home, which you will need if you're using your last trade this week. I mean, if you can sub on a, a to power or Fisher Harris or someone else who plays front row, then you can sell him to, like you said, a, a different dual position or someone who yep. covers other spots. Um, like Jack Whiten's another one who you can probably get without having to come up with yeah, extra true. cash, who's had some good scores uh, lately. If it doesn't have to be a front rower coming in. Um, Luke Terracini, his questions about Andrew Fafita. <laughs> <laughs> Options to come in are Jazz Tavanga, Fisher Harris, Sean Johnston, or Cameron Munster, mm. um, or use another of my remaining three trades to downgrade someone else and get Cook or Cherry Evans. Yeah, well, so he's got a bit more money to spend, obviously. Um, they're all good options. Um, yeah, I think if you've only got two halves, then strongly consider getting Johnson or Munster as the third one, um, just yeah. in case one of them goes down. Otherwise, I've got Tavanga, you've got Fisher-Harris. They're both pretty good, although they both had pretty quiet games last week. Yeah. I'm not worried about Fisher-Harris. I think he should yeah. still get mid-50s from, from here on. Um, and Tavanga, provided he, he keeps up the minutes, whether it's at Hooker or at Lock, he's um, he's either going to get the, the all-round base stats yep. at Lock or he's going to get monster tackle counts exactly. at Hooker. So he should be pretty safe as well. They're really solid. They're probably the most reliable, even though they were both outscored by Johnson and Munster last week. I'd back those two to get at least 50 most weeks, whereas Johnston and Munster could still be quiet. Munster had two quiet scores before that uh, 90 on the weekend. So, uh, yeah, all good. Just really depends what you want. Yep. Um, Wayne Bow connection has an interesting conundrum. Uh, he needs a uh, desperately needs a score at centre for the run home, and his two options are Brent Naden and Peter Hicku. Mm. Wow. Brent Naden's had a couple of single digits lately. I yeah. couldn't even tell you what Peter Hicku's been doing. Yeah. Um, mustn't have very much to spend. <laughs> I can only spend. assume that's the case. Yeah, so Naden's coming off a six. I think he got five the week before, so not super encouraging. And Hicku's <laughs> <laughs> been a similar kind of scorer in the past. Uh, his average is much better, but he got 21 on the weekend. So 37 for the season. Yeah. He got 43 a couple of weeks ago against the Eels. I mean, I guess Hiku. Yeah, of those two, yeah. Ideally, you can find something else. <laughs> <laughs> Ideally, reframe the parameters yeah. come up with a more appealing um, option than those two. I prefer the all. question that's asking about Munster and Johnson and whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, Aaron writes in, he, is, he just wants to know how long Fafita's out for. I think... Um, we touched on it earlier, but basically the club's hopeful it's one week, but um, don't yeah. be totally surprised if it's uh, two, but they desperately want him back for the um, 
the run home and to earn a final spot, so they, um, they're not going to give him too long. Yep. Uh, Dom has a question not about Fafida. Do you think Jacob Little will play 80 minutes and when will Farah return? Yeah, so Farah, I mean, probably not coming back this season. He could come back around 25. Absolute best case will be around 25. Yeah. Uh, In terms of Little, I suspect we'll see Elijah Taylor spend some time at yep. dummy half and Little will get a rest. He's not really been an 80-minute player yeah. um, at any point. I think he probably will be one day, but um, probably not just yet. Um, got a double bunger actually here from uh, Lachlan Cox, who's had, uh, got a separate question with one trade left. Looking at trading Billy Walters to Stephen Crichton, the young Panthers centre, mm. um, has Arrow as 18th man currently. Every position bar centre is covered on my bench. Um, got burned by the Braden Burns injury last round. Curious about Crichton's job security for the run home. Now, does he need to do this? And From I, what he said there, I think that sounds like an unnecessary trade. Yeah, I like the idea of having depth for every position, but at this point, if you're using a trade anyway, on the off chance you need a reserve centre, mm. I prefer to just hold that trade, especially if it's a hustle one, hold that trade. If you do need to replace a centre, if... Some, if um, Bateman gets injured next week, then use the trade then. Mm. Um, and he's already got Braden Burns, who's coming back. Yeah, and Burns is back as well. Yeah. Well, hold, if I had my last trade. trade, I'm not sure I'd be burning well, on bringing Stephen Crider in. Last trade is absolute emergency. And, yeah. um, you know, season ender for a Cameron Smith type or, or whatever. Or if mm. you desperately need it to, to win your head-to-head league and stay alive, I wouldn't use it for a um, for a backup option at this point. To the very last part of the question, Crichton's job security looks okay because I think he's held his spot ahead of yep. Fare this week, so he might play the rest of the games. But, yeah, I don't think I'd be too keen to uh, to rush him in. Um, Thomas has a simple Fafita question. Do I get Clemmer or Tapao? I would say Clemmer. I think Clemmer. Yep. That was an easy one. Yep. Um, John Maloney uh, also has a Fafita question. <laughs> um, trading him out, Clemmer or Moses? For Fafita, Clemmer, mm. I assume that would be Mitch Moses, coming in, um, yeah. presumably on the bench. I'd, I'd first try to go off, again, what depth you have. So if you only have one other front rower and you need a... Well, you probably have to have two front rowers. So, yeah, I mean, if you've only got two halves and you need you want, like, a third half, then go Moses. If you've got no reserve uh, prop, get um, Clemmer. Um, I mean, on current form, Moses looks fantastic as we said the run home the Titans run home this week Brisbane who haven't been amazing and then dogs after that so it could be some big scores and and as I said I mean the Knights have the second easiest run home and the few times that Clemmer hasn't done that much is when the Knights have won games the Knights took a long way off winning games right now but you know it could happen um, home they're home I think against the Cowboys this week is that right um, I think so I tried to block the Knights drive. They, <laughs> <laughs> they are so you know, this is a very winnable game. Um, I don't know. Have you, have you got a preference? I mean, Moses right now looks pretty irresistible. It, it, taking out, like, what positions are covered and, yeah. and everything else, I would definitely go Moses yeah. from those two. Just, you know, coming off 76 with a soft draw ahead of him and, you know, racking up stats in every category and kicking goals. And, and, and Clemmer, his scoring range is kind of 50 to maybe high 60s whereas Moses as we've seen can just get monster scores and and his base looks like it's around 50 you know, anyway mm. these days so. well you're early in the season when you know the Eels lost to the Roosters or whatever he was sort of humping out the odd 30 but yeah. um, hasn't looked like going sub 50 even in a loss for a while he got 50 I think against Manly when Manly yep. jumped out against them so um, 
Moses it is. Moses it is. Uh, it brings us to the end of the questions. I hope we've helped everyone with the feeder away <laughs> conundrums. Um, something we're both dealing with this week. Yes. You got what one or two trades left? Uh, yeah, one trade left. I think I'll resist trading for feeder this week. It could be um, might be having my uh, my finger over the trade trigger all weekend until they play on Sunday. But yeah, I think yeah. I'll try to hold him. I've got one trade left. Also, if I don't trade for feeder, I'm bringing in Braden Burns. I'm a bit worried about with his hamstring, but mm. decisions, decisions. I'm in that bracket where I can't afford you to powers and Clemens either, so Nathan Brown would be about my best. Yeah, best he looks like he's back to his, yeah. his usual self, getting his uh, 50s and 60s. So I'll probably do option. that. Burn the trade, why not? Anyway, that brings us to the end. Thank you once again for joining us. As usual, we have the fantasy preview video on Wednesday, Loan Scout Q&A Thursday morning, late mail crew uh, podcast on Thursday afternoon, all your late mail and breaking news on NRL.com, and we will see you next week.